Welcome to another edition of The Exhibitionists, a podcast for the weird and wonderful world of international exhibitions. With me, your host, Stephanie Selesnick, out of Las Vegas, and Anthony Reeve Crook, out of the UK. This edition, we're going to be looking at what to do with shows that have hit their capacity, wall-bound shows. Or oh, whatever, well, we call them landlocked here in the US. Landlocked, landlocked. So if you're lucky enough to be a victim uh, of your own good fortune and your shows uh, hit the rafters, it's as big as, as big as it can get for the venue it has, you have to get innovative. So this edition, um, we're going to be talking to... I had a chance to meet up with Chris Dolnack. He's the senior VP and CMO of the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NSSF, and Jeff Pressman, who is the president and CEO of Convex, who is an independent show organizing company, and they manage the show for, for the NSSF. And, and that show is called The Shot Show, and it's a big, big Las Vegas event, very American in style, but very international. You know, it's, it's right? kind of amazing. They, they're part of what we have here in the U.S., which is the Department of Commerce's International Buyers Program, IBP, and they've really worked very hard to bring in international people. You would never think about the show like that being so American with hunting and shooting and guns and weapons and all those other things that go into it. But uh, there's a, a lot of international people there as well. Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll be intrigued because when the show gets to this size and when, uh, you know, when it is packed to the rafters, then people have to be really creative. That's where the event directors and event managers behind the show. And in this case, so it's owned by a foundation, which is an association. Right. But it's run by private. Right. So they, they work together. So it's a private management company, Convex. And they're actually located here in Vegas. Lovely, lovely people. But they work together, and it's, and it's really a partnership, and it's benefited the entire industry. The other thing that you should know about this show is, besides being one of the top 20 in the United States, they've got a 1,000-company waiting list. Now, that's bigger than a lot of shows. I mean, it's incredible. That's the queue outside the door before. <laughs> that, that's who they can't even let in. And, yeah, right? and the thing that... that I really enjoy when I, when I talk with these guys, they're so smart and they're so innovative and they're not afraid to try new things. And it's just really exciting. You know, what do you do? Well, they don't sit on their laurels. They're always trying to figure out how can we, how can we serve the industry better? How can we get more people in to the show? How can oh, we do up. better things for, for the industry that we serve? And uh, I'm really intrigued. Uh, I'm intrigued to hear what they got to say. So I guess without further ado, let's hear from Chris and Jeff. This event is, is, has become shot week because it starts, kicks off on Sunday with right. a charity golf tournament. And today there's education sessions going on for, for firearms retailers, for law enforcement, um, for shooting range operators. And you've got the, the stuff going on at the range as well. We have the industry day. industry day at the range for buyers and, and media. This is the largest gathering of media in our space anywhere, 2,500 members of the media. So... You know, it's, it's really becoming um, a multi-venue, citywide event and a week-long event because uh, we'll be expanding to Caesars Forum in 2021. You, your whole teams have gotten extremely creative in bringing in new revenue areas. And I want to talk about the Supplier Showcase specifically mm -hmm. because I think it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So why don't, why don't you guys give a little bit of well, background on that? So, I mean, that's just, you know, as a, as a trade association, and I know a lot of a trade associations you know, have an in-house team that produce the shows and, and things like that. Um, and it's very successful for many of them. 
but you know, I think that for us um, and some of the other challenges we had, we wanted to make sure that we had we weren't living in an echo chamber. Um, so we did a, a nationwide search, and um, we partnered with Convex, and that's just part of the value that that Jeff's team brings to the National Shooting Sports Foundation and to you know our industry. Um, and coming up with this supplier showcase, which was something they did with another show that they used to manage, and it started out as a one-day event the day before, and wow, it was so successful. Went to two days, wow, and now we're going to be moving to the MGM in, in 2020. Whoa! M MGM Conference Center. Wow! And, and running a four-day show there, but that's... So know. these are the suppliers to your exhibitors? Yes. Correct. So what they started doing is they noticed, I'm going to just kind of give a little backstory on this from what I understand, and please mm -hmm. jump in if I'm wrong, yeah. is you noticed that a lot of suppliers were coming and talking to the exhibitors during the show, and the focus of the exhibitors needs to be on selling, selling. their stuff to the legitimate visitors Correct. here Correct. at the show. And one of the other challenges we had was, and you mentioned we are sold out, our wait list for exhibitors is over a thousand companies. Okay, everybody, let's just take a moment for that. <laughs> it's the a, it's wait list is for a thousand, a thousand companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's which a, is it's, incredible. It's a, it is a problem though. Yeah. I mean, as much as it, you'd like to have that kind of problem, it is, a, it is a problem. And so, um, what we did was we evaluated who's really on that wait list and how can we take people off the wait list and, and accommodate them. Um, and we noticed that there were a lot of material sure, suppliers yeah. that aren't necessarily trying to meet with our our quote-unquote buyers that walk the show floor, they're trying to be their exhibitors. And, and really, they're suitcasing the show. They're walking around trying to meet their exhibitors, take time away from the exhibitors who want to meet with our buyers. And so how can we give them a platform to, to meet with the exhibitors? But also, obviously, we want to make money. Uh, we're all in this to really support our associations or, or make money. Right. And so how can we make this uh, a revenue stream as well as accommodate what the industry is trying to accomplish? So... Wow. We did have a ballroom um, that was somewhat available for the day before the show for one of our move-in days. And so we created a tabletop event, um, and we offered it up to the suppliers and said, okay, you can have a tabletop. We'll try to draw the exhibitors that are downstairs sitting at their booths to come up for a couple hours the day before the show. And that first year, um, without really a lot of pushing, but it, it did require some explanation, uh, we had 250 companies sign up. Wow. And what we did was we not only went to our <laughs> nice. wait list and figured out who was eligible for this, but we went to our attendees and we looked at who registers as a material supplier and we reached out to those folks. And that's where they were already paying a some amount of money to attend and get their badge. Now they can come and, and not necessarily suitcase, but they can have a platform. They can be in our directory um, and, and they can look more legitimate and obviously pay some more than right. they were before. Um, but 250 companies participated. Wow. And that's, that's a nice little launch, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole separate show. It, well. For yeah, many people. And yes. it will be. It is, and it, now it, it is. And it will be next yeah. year. But, you know, it's a, when you see all the companies on the wait list, and so it might, every year we get about 100 new exhibitors, previously 100 new exhibitors. And how many do you have on average every year? Well, we, how many exhibitors? I know it's many, out. Well, we went from 1,600 to 2,200 when you count the the supplier showcase, the next pavilion, and um, you know, in our, the new pop up preview. Which so makes it now close to 2,500. So it's, oh my gosh! 
<laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yeah. here's yeah. the thing: that previously, so it's 900 more companies. Previously, we had over a thousand, sometimes two thousand companies on the wait list. Right. It might take a, three years or more for company because we had different tiers. Right. Um, and and the priority. show just the show is also separated into categories for the ease mostly. I mean, there's some mixed up, but a lot of it is categorized. Yeah, like a, yeah. Within the shot shows, uh, floor plan. It's the largest law enforcement show in North America. It's the largest cutlery show in North America as well. But by getting nine hundred more companies in, we gave them access to the market. Did he just say that there was a law enforcement show and a cutlery show? As part it's the largest. The- it's it, it is as part of the show, which is huge. It actually also, besides being the shot show, it's also the largest gathering of law enforcement in the United States, and it's the largest cutlery show. So you, you can—they've you... got knives. <laughs> they've got a lot of knives on the show floor, and so they are all sizes. I got to tell you, you got anything from little to really big. Is it it's, just cutlery or flatware? I mean, it's are cutlery. There spoons, it's forks. Uh, I don't remember seeing any spoons. So, oh, Matt. I I, I was dreaming you could get the stuff needed to neutralize a perp on the land and at the same time get your flatware for Aunt Maisie's wedding. (laughs) Extraordinary. It is. So what is this new one that I haven't heard about before? The preview? Pop-up preview? Pop-up preview. There's another idea that Jeff Jeff had to... We have this space for supplier showcase. Right. Um, And, you know... Oh, by the way, folks, it's on the fifth floor. Yes. Yes. So in a ballroom. In a ballroom. And so, like the current bandwidth for the existing manufacturers we have is about two days, you know, for them to to come in. And we don't have the ballroom for two more days, but we do have it for one. So. So I figured we already have the pipe and drape up set for 540 companies. Let's see if we can just change out the. 500. Okay. 500. So it went from. 250, 250 to, to 540, 540 now. and now you're moving over to the MGM. Right, and with those 540 companies, and, and they were restricted to only a tabletop. Now, a lot of them have asked for more booths and bigger booths. We've restricted it to tabletops. We also have a wait list for that now, too. So that wait list is over 100 companies. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so with that room, we, we're, they're all moving out. The show closes at 530 on Tuesday. That room will be clear by 6 o'clock. So we're going to have a whole new set of companies that have been on our wait list that we've offered them an opportunity to have one day, the second day of the show. They can then have that to that date to showcase their products to the retailers, the rangers, the buyers that are walking the show floor Tuesday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So we're turning it over, um, and we, we, we do have meetings scheduled up there. So we've designed the room where the air, some air walls will close up, and we had room for... 238 companies to be in that room and it sold out so we have 230 additional new companies up there in a ballroom for one day they purchase the tabletop it's a full package they bring in like chris said their briefcase with some samples some sales sheets maybe an ipad with their catalog on the ipad and we include the lead retrieval app so they can they can scan badges just like everybody else and so they can collect their leads like an exhibitor of the rest of the show that's awesome. So it's, I mean, it's, those are some really right. amazing So if you, if you look at the 540 suppliers, 238 uh, pop-up preview exhibitors, the 100 companies in next, plus we have a handful of exhibitors on the show floor that are first-timers, 
we've exceeded about 2,400 exhibitors, 2,500 exhibitors this year. Congrats. And That's you know, huge. And you know yeah. who loves this the most? Is the buyers. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because when you look at our show floor with 692,000 square feet, we got 12 and a half miles of aisles. You could only spend, forget about walking, 22 seconds at each, at each exhibit. <laughs> but now what, so between the new product center, the next pavilion, and pop-up preview, we've just centralized for them the new innovative products that aren't yet mass merchandised, they are not yet on Amazon, you know, so that it's something that an independent retailer can, can find new categories or find products within existing categories that the, the, the products are not being discounted in the marketplace so that they can make more money, offer something else to their customers, because let's face it, nobody ever walks into a, a store and says, what's old? Right. They all want to know what's new. And so here's some really cool stuff that I found at SHOT Show, and it might be from Pop-Up Preview, it might be from Next, or the new product center. Or just the regular show floor. Right, but 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 it sort of centralizes the new, uh, stuff. The new stuff. And also one of the other aspects that benefits has come from this is with these new companies coming in, both from Supplier Showcase and Pop-Up Preview, it's expanded really the reach of the show. It's, it's expanded who's mm-hmm. interested in this show. So with Supplier Showcase, the last couple of years, word has spread around the country that, you know what, you may not be working in the firearm industry right now, you may not be providing materials or tools to the firearm industry, but you should come here and, and see it. And so we actually have new people interested in our industry that never were before. And they're participating. They were never on our radar. But they're now coming in just because you're hearing about the marketplace that we've created up here. Well, I think that's it. If You know, there's one last question, actually, I have. Because you, you're an association, a trade association, and, mm-hmm. and in the rest of the world, a lot more shows are done by for-profit organizers than associations. And here in the U.S., most of our big shows especially, but mm-hmm. most of our shows, over 60%, I believe, are our association. What would you say to other association organizers? in terms of, you know, creating a new fresh look because it seems like some of them are still stuck back in the 80s. I know, I'm dating myself. <laughs> or they just do death by email. Like, Well, that's a whole different subject. I know. <laughs> We've, I mean, our marketing stack is pretty sophisticated in terms of Salesforce, Salesforce and Pardot and CoSchedule so that we don't carpet bomb everyone with, with emails. But, Thank you. But I think that, I think the, the key is just, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's listen to your customers, you know, surveying customers, doing focus group with customers, get out on the show floor. The last day of the show, our executive team, we split the show floor up, and we go out on Sunday afternoon or Friday afternoon, the last day of the show, and we thank every one of our customers for, the, for their support, and we ask them what we can do to make it better for them. And then we come back, and, and Monday when we get back, we will have re- – debrief, throw everything down, and then we'll start tackling those issues. But And also one of the things that we talk about after every show is we have to come up with something different next year. What is something new? We can't, it, especially when we're landlocked and we can't necessarily, it's hard to grow and we're finding unique ways of growing and we're, and we're using this space differently. <laughs> but at the same time, What's that marketing hook going to be? Because you can't just say, yeah, we, get, we got the same people next year. Come on back. Come you on need back. to have and, something different. But it can't be gratuitous. And you only need two or three meaningful wrinkles. Right. 
you don't want to do too much. Well, it's no. like throwing stuff against the wall. Be, be and, methodical and be thoughtful. And, and, and I think another key is, well, so, so you, you ask the customers what they want. You tell them that you're going to do it. Then you tell them on site, hey, look, we did this. And then you tell them afterwards, thanks to you. This is what we did so, together. Right. So it's, you know, the, they're an invested part of it. Yeah. And it just reminds me, just something Chet Burchette told me years ago, is that if you create value, the customer will allow you to share in that value. And with that, that's an awesome ending note. I mm -hmm. want to thank Jeff and Chris and for your time today. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Lots to take from that, Steph, and, you know, lots of innovation. They mentioned, in addition to the main show floor, I think three things I picked up on there, that the next pavilion for new exhibitors, the pop-up preview, the new product center, and then, of course, this, uh, this um, exhibitor sale. So, event. yeah, so what they have is they have the, the supply chain, which then they rolled over. They had going for two days, and then they just rolled over the exhibitors. They left the pipe and drape up, put in new signs, and allowed – some of that thousand company waiting list, let's go back to thousand company waiting thousand. list to get in for a day. And um, they're really, really good about getting the people upstairs. The next, the next event, uh, we will be posting pictures on uh, my website, www.internationaltradeinformation.com and Anthony's uh, website. That's arc-imedia.com. Right. And I've, I've taken some pictures of all of them. So we'll put them up on our sites for you to be able to see. But it's really smart. It's really innovative. And it's really people can just show up with their stuff in a suitcase or a carry on and set up. And there you go. Boom. Done. It does. It begs the question, obviously, what do you think the exhibitors expectations are on these smaller stands on these junior events? Well, um, I think that the expectations are pretty are pretty high. When I went to, I've been to all of them. Um, it was amazing. About I was, I was, I guess up at the pop up, which they had just converted over, you know, overnight from from the supplier showcase. Place was packed. The aisles were packed. It was unbelievable, and it was it had only been open a half hour. So the fact of the matter is, they're getting, they're communicating it out in a lot of different ways, and people will find what they're looking for. They are but, driving customers to these new events. They're not simply taking the money and then they're sitting in an empty room somewhere attached to the venue. Yeah. This is, there's a concerted effort to push business towards. Oh, it's a huge effort. And, and everything is packed. Everything is packed. And this really is a trade show and they do limit the number of people in the building. So it's great. The last thing that they did that I thought was pretty innovative and for people that are not getting enough traction, traction from the press to your new products area was they blocked it off and they invited the press for free breakfast. You know, a nice little hot breakfast and, um, and closed it off for everybody but the press. And we attended. It was done before the show opens on one of the mornings. And it was really well attended. Well, I think and Jeff I think it was pretty brilliant. I think Jeff said something like 2,500 members of the press. So that's a very powerful tool to... Yeah, uh, I didn't see that many there. But even a couple of hundred just going through at one time is pretty successful in my world. So I guess in conclusion, if you've got what they call, I guess, a market in a bubble or sort of a microcosm of a whole industry, then tap up the whole supply chain, you know, use that space, but not just use the space, look at everything from the people supplying to the exhibitors, 
to the products the exhibitors are supplying to the visitors and then everything in between companies at the beginning and the end of their life cycle. You know, Absolutely. And, and the other thing that you want to remember is that you're serving the industry. So where are the holes in the industry? Where are they not being served? If you've got take a look at your, take a look at your visitor list, right? If you've got a lot of suppliers to the industry who should not be in your show, but are coming to your show, that would be a brilliant opportunity to do something then like, like, like the SHOT Show's done. What a great way to service the industry and increase your bottom line. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to The Exhibitionists and sin sincerely thank Chris Dolnack and Jeff Pressman from The SHOT Show for taking time out on the day before the show opened to speak with us and share their ideas. Please, if you like this, make sure you refer us to your friends and family and colleagues. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time.